Hey everybody, good morning. So the title of this video is Improve Your FTP or Get Faster. And what I wanna highlight here, and if you go to the blog from any YouTube video or podcast, this is probably the one because it gets in depth. I really want people to understand that you can increase your FTP and when you go to a race or a group ride, be worse off. There's still way too many people giving FTP all of the credit to their cycling success and spending a lot of time and energy on it. And it's just not the best way to improve as a cyclist. FTP is important. Um, being able to ride harder, longer is important. But it's not the only thing. And like, why don't we talk about VO2 max, the truly like maximal aerobic efforts that we're doing? There's a couple of reasons I mentioned in the blog. You know, it's everyone doesn't know their number, so it's harder to talk about. There aren't many programs out there being sold to people to increase your VO2 max because people don't care about it as much, even though it matters a lot in cycling. So I'm coaching people to get better for events. I'm coaching them to get stronger as an overall cyclist, not for one metric. And my FTP is probably down 10 or 15 watts from years ago, but I'm getting better results. So it's not just FTP. Um, one theoretical thing, and this video is going to be short compared to the blog. You know, FTP for most amateurs is considered just the what's 95% of the 20 minute test. Um, I have a blog and I also look at one hour max. I do not use one hour normalized for athletes that have a lot of anaerobic contributions, like a big FRC. Um, I really like the histogram of watts from a race, although that can show anaerobic contributions, so it's not totally accurate. But for all intended purposes, let's say FTP for this is the 20 minute test, 95% of it. If you have an athlete that has a 270 watt FTP and she's crushing, that's a big FTP for a woman. Um, and she can handle surges 120 to 150%, no problem. That's 325 to 405 watts. And she gets into a program where she's like, you know, I'm just gonna crush FTP work and I'm gonna get stronger. And she goes to 280 to 290, she's doing 300 watts now for 20 minutes. Her FTP is twenty is uh, three hundred. She goes to a group ride and they, it's harder. What happened? You know, some people are actually doing blocks way beyond eight weeks of training. Like we're talking 12, 16, 20 weeks of sweet spot and threshold. Like I don't even know how you go mentally through that. It seems so boring. But then they go and they do any hard efforts and. It, say this woman goes and she does 330 watt surges, those are gonna sting way more than before when she was doing 150% surges because she was working max aerobics, she was doing Tabata intervals, she was becoming a better overall cyclist. Ask any triathlete, a lot of them when they come, and this isn't a knock on triathletes, it's just something they don't train as much, when they come into bike racing, so many are like the surges are very difficult. It's just they haven't trained that, they're purely FTP. So if you're a time trialist only, sure, go rail FTP. But and have that your whole focus. But even so, you still wanna do some VO2 max to push out that FTP ceiling and have more gains available for yourself. So um, repeatability is also, this This comes that, so hopefully we're seeing, okay, that's a, a hypothetical case study as to why FTP is not the only thing you should be going after. So I talk a lot about repeatability. I would rather be able to do 510 watts for five minutes, five times, then 540 watts for five minutes, just twice. The 30 watt difference, eh, and being able to do it five times versus two is massive, 
but my ego is going to want to see a bigger power curve. I want to have a bigger max number to talk about. No, don't worry about that. I mean, my power duration curve is a good all-arounder, but you know, don't focus on just one-time numbers. So I've been trying to think, how can I show this to athletes? How can we visually represent repeatability? You know, could we have the power duration curve where you have your curve and then we could have like, you know, it wouldn't be every second, but maybe every 20 seconds it shows how many times you can repeat 95% of it. Or could you show it by energy system or what, what would go on? So when I was in Boulder for the Training Peaks Endurance Summit, I met Cody Stevenson who... Um, I forget his exact title, but he's one of the guys that works on um, WKO and Training Peaks. And I sent him an email. I was like, and I actually made him a video. I posted the video, so I questioned to him in the blog. So check it out online. Um, and it, it made me feel good about myself because, like, hey man, you're asking some cutting edge questions. But the problem with that is you're probably not going to get a cut and dry answer. So on the blog, he goes into the whole reason of why from the computational side, it's really hard to gauge repeatability in a graph or, you know, are we looking at then getting more watts for an athlete or more duration for an athlete? And it's really interesting to hear somebody very smart talk about this and it's a long response. So again, shout out Cody, I truly appreciate that help. Um, there's a part of the art of coaching and you need to understand right now we're looking like week to week, okay, can athlete go do 510 watts three times? Okay, next week, can he do four? If not, maybe maybe he rode too hard on that weekend. He maybe had two races and the week before he just had endurance rides. Or, you know, there's a lot of pieces as to, okay, why did he fail? How do we get him to go better? Do we go a little bit harder and then see if he can do it? Or do we go time and zone? Um, what does the athlete respond to? You know, there's a lot of different ways to figure this out, but that's the point is like trying to figure it out. Um, so, you know, you wanna understand that it's not just FTP. Repeatability is super important, but it is something that's hard to track. So you need to be looking and engaging yourself um, or your coach of like week to week, how are they going? And sometimes a lot of it though is like, there's errors in power meters, right? So if we're talking 10 to 20 watts on a high wattage number, if there's 2% variance in a power meter, a lot of times I look at the comments, like I felt like I crushed it. And if they came pretty close to crushing it, that's good. Um, there's another athlete who went through a threshold, uh, an FTP builder program for a year and did not make gains. And so what I said is, hey, you know, he didn't have an event till May. Let's go through, make sure you're aerobically fit. I talk about what does aerobically fit really mean? Like, can you ride two hours at endurance and not die? Are you not, does your heart, heart rate not skyrocketing? Um, and there was some interesting conversations I talked about on the blog because he's like, hey man, I feel like, you know, there's 30 minutes of intervals and then are we just like piddling around for at 75%? And in the beginning, sometimes, yeah, you are because you're building this aerobic engine so that then you can layer on intensity. Layering on VO2 max right now is just going to crumble them. And one thing that's interesting is I looked in on all these power files, like his power modulation was not good. Meaning when he did tempo or sweet spot, instead of like, obviously you're not going to be a straight line. His watts are everywhere from zone two to zone five. So if you're trying to do a threshold, go even harder and try and do threshold intervals, like FTP intervals, and not 
force yourself to burst in the zone five or zone six, those, those zaps, those hurt if you're not trained for them. I mean, that's what the whole point of threshold bursts are. And that's a way more advanced workout than trying to just do two by 20 threshold, which a lot of athletes struggle with because it's not easy. So the point of bringing him up is, you know, I love online training programs for the fact that they get more people riding, um, they get more people active, but they're drilling in, just grow this 20 minute number, just grow this FTP. And he's the worst case of like, he didn't even get that growth, but so many people go and do these growth things and they go out and they ride with friends where there's surges, there's one minute efforts, there's two minute efforts, there's like really hard bike racing type uh, movements and actions going on and they just can't handle it. So I'm not against and I'm not knocking online training programs. I'm just saying they don't know anything about you. That's where the $8 plan comes in, plug. Um, but there's just so many articles about FTP and there's just so much more to bike racing than FTP. Um, so really think about it. And what I'm gonna do with that guy is we're working on the execution, we're working aerobically, we're gonna then hit a block, skip threshold, we're gonna hit a block of VO2 max, just open things up big time. Let him see what real pain feels like and then go back to threshold. And I bet he makes gains through that. And we're gonna cycle through a couple different things. I'm a big fan of different types of stimulus. Um, I don't usually do blocks longer than four weeks. And um, another article I would put in is maybe talking about stacking some, front loading some hard intervals um, and then tapering them off a little bit. Thing I've kind of experimented with before and I mentioned the Southland blog. But so this is getting a little uh, wordy and I'm gonna cut the video here, but just remember there's so much more to this. And if you listen to Justin Williams was on a podcast then said, fitness is part of racing, but a lot of people can get fit. Being able to go to a race and win is another piece, which is something that as people are going to racing, I think at some point I'm gonna talk about this because I have athletes that crush PRs or coming in and they, either they go to a really big race and they're bummed about getting 30th, or you know they have all their goals later in the year and they go to the first race and we don't i don't get people race ready until they want to be ready to race because if you come out in march and you want to really be race ready in june and august or july and august you might want to wait a little bit like the really hard stuff adds up over time and you need the mental sharpness to be like i'm gonna go crush not i'm gonna do these intervals pretty well i'm gonna go crush people um, Eric Marcotte has a great line, like you want to go to a race with your peers and be special boy, like, and win, it's going to take some hustle. It's going to take some grit and hard work. And you're not putting in that hard work eight months down the road. If you're putting in eight before, truly putting in eight before. And I give really hard workouts. You can see in the threads, somebody was like, yeah, I never realized how hard I was supposed to be going until Brendan started giving me workouts to do, which is why I give people big rest weeks. You got to rest. So Hit me up with questions. I hope this was targeted enough to get the point across, but really work on other things besides FTP and you will get faster. Drop your friends, do it this weekend. Have a great week, talk to you soon. Uh, email me, brendan at evoke.bike if you need help with something. See ya.